Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. President Gardner, the IrishGardner.com joining us. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. And we have a lot of questions, so I want to get straight into them, uh, including one, first one in from Anne in West Cork. Says, hi, uh, P- Peter, please help. Uh, what is the best way to remove vine weevil from the main bed in the polytunnel? I've dug and turned the soil and a helpful robin has gobbled them up. But how can I be sure that they're all gone? I don't like chemicals, but should I spray with something? Thanking you in advance. Okay, well, thank, thank, thanks to Mr. Robin in the first instance. Isn't nature wonderful? Because nature will take care of itself if we can um, maintain what we call the natural balance in the garden, Trish, which is by not using chemicals and by ensuring a wide diversity of species in the garden, both flora and fauna, we, we then we then prevent an unnatural buildup of any one species, such as your vine weevil. So, so using the birds, digging the soil and using birds to do it is the best thing to do. You can't be sure, of course, that all are gone, that the Mr. Robin has taken all of them. Now, the chemicals that are out there to, to control vine weevil are very damaging, and I would recommend nobody use them because they do contain the, the neonicotinoids, which are a family of chemicals, which have been some of which have been banned across the EU. Now, I don't know enough scientifically to know how, exactly how safe they are, but they're, they're, they're a group of chemicals that have been associated with the declining bee population. So I would be very, very slow to recommend using them at all. Um, what you can get is you can get nematodes. Now, nematodes is a type of biological control where you're you're introducing a parasitic uh, nematode, which, which feeds off the grub of the vine weevil. Uh, now, when the vine weevil dies off, that nematode also dies off because it, it's so specific. Super Nemos is one that I have been using from, for several years and found it very, very good. It's an Irish product. But I found last year, I think it became unavailable, so I'm not sure. But a quick Google search for a nematode to control vine weevil will give you some. But the only thing is, uh, all of these nematodes will only work when the soil temperature is right. So we're too late for this year. So you really could only use it kind of from the middle of March to September, but very, very effective and harmless. Okay, Dennis, who is a Corkman listening to us in Oxford, says, could you ask Peter, please, is now the time to prune a pear tree? And if so, how best to prune it? I would say yes. Now is a good time to prune it. Most fruit trees, I would prune them over the winter. Um, With a pear tree, you really want to just, it's, it's kind of good housekeeping, really. You want to prevent... 
Chopping branches. Well, I'm presuming that we're not looking at specialist pruning and that we're not training it up against the wall and espaliering or anything like that. So kind of more general pruning is where you'd have it as a freestanding pear tree. You want to prevent crossing branches. You want to at all times ensure good air circulation through the plant because that helps to prevent um, the development of fungal infections and things of that are more correctly the opposite is true that if you have lots of crossing branches and a congested center that's ideal conditions for the development of fungal problems uh, so you want to prevent that from happening uh, prune to an outward facing bud so that the, the next year's growth would be facing growing outwards obviously as opposed to inwards um, without seeing it and without showing it it's quite kind of difficult to, to be more specific than that you any diseased material, you would prune it off. In terms of the height and width, it's kind of up to yourself. You 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 know you can prune them back quite hard. If you prune them too hard, you may well sacrifice next year's blooms and thus next year's fruit. But that will come back the following year. I, I'd rarely go harder than kind of thirty percent if I wanted to be sure of having fruit next year. You could reduce the overall dimensions by about a third, uh, and as I say, just try and prevent any crossing branches growing through the centre. Uh, and remove any any infected or diseased growth this year as well. Okay, good luck with that, uh, Dennis. Mary's worried about her geraniums. She has geraniums out in pots. Very cold spell forecast kicking in from this evening and over the next few days. Should she be bringing them in? Mary is absolutely right to be worried about her geraniums. Bring them in straight away, Mary, I, and I'll be bringing mine in. Anything, anything that's frost tender now. I mean, over the we've been, this has been well forecasted. The cold spell is coming. This. It, the end of this week um so yeah anything that's frost tender either get yourself some horticulture of fleece and drape it on top and protect protect the frost tender ones beneath or else if they're in pots like mary's geraniums yeah bring them in for the next few days and probably really now for the whole winter um hi this is from mia is it too late this year to dig up daffodil bulbs that didn't flower last year even though there was plenty of leaves i'd say they're all very congested just as they've been there for a number of years is it too late to do it I'm going to say no. The textbook answer would be yes, you should have done that earlier in the year. But I think if you leave them there, you're just going to have the same situation next next week where they are blind, they're too congested, so they're not going to flower well next year. You've kind of got nothing to lose. You're certainly not going to destroy the bulbs or anything by doing it too late. So I would do it now. Better do it a bit late than not do it at all. Um, for the first week in December, it's not really that late, being honest with you. I mean, I, I, I haven't got all my daffodils planted yet, so you're lifting them out of the ground. They're still dormant. You're going to split them. No, it should be fine. But ideally, it would have been done maybe up to a month ago. Sarah wants to know, hi, Peter, when is the best time to cut back overgrown hedges? I want to bring them down to fence level, which is about six feet high. I also have a very tall mature trees when is the time to be thinking of cutting any of them back okay but it's obviously or unfortunately if you like not not quite a, a one-line answer for just mature trees and mature hedges it does depend on the species of hedge and tree as to what's the correct time on saying that with a lot of deciduous trees i i kind of am a bit hesitant to give an answer on mature trees without seeing them or without knowing what we're talking about. So it might be an idea if they're mature to get a tree surgeon, have a look at them to give you specific advice. Um, but general advice, deciduous trees, you could prune them really anytime between now and kind of end of February, early March. Uh, so you're in the right window for most of them, if not all of them. Um, mature hedges, you can cut again, depending on the species. It's not going to be 100% true for all species, but most of them can be cut back anytime between kind of October and, uh, Again, end of February, early March. 
if you want to cut them back hard, so in other words, you want to bring them to fence height, and if they're a good bit over fence height now, I wouldn't cut them back severely at the moment, particularly as we're coming into a cold spell, probably several cold spells over, over the next few months. I would wait till we're coming out of the winter and into early spring when the new growth is beginning to start. So I would leave that uh, dramatic cutting back to kind of end of February or right through to early mid-March. Bob wants to know, can you give any suggestion of a machine to aerate the lawn that wouldn't be too expensive? Well, there are aerators out there. There's several different types of aerating machines and different ways of aerating. You have um, what's called slit aeration, which is where they literally cut slits in the, the surface of the soil. And then you have the more, the more common, either solid or hollow tine aerators, where... The, the, the solid tine, it just is like sticking a garden fork into the ground and making holes. Um, hollow tine is where it, it's quite similar, except it's taking out those plugs of soil, uh, leaving gaps in the soil, which is probably the best way, in my opinion, of aerating is the hollow tine aeration because you're creating little pockets for air and organic matter. You can brush some sand into those as well. Um, there are machines to do it. They, I would think some maybe spe- the, the, the more specialist hire shops, you might be able to hire one. Uh, I don't have any any advice, I'm afraid, as to a make or, or a price or anything like that. But what I would look for, I would say the best of them is the hollow tine aerator and maybe look for one to hire. Rose said, uh, I read somewhere where it says to prune your roses in November. Is that correct? Or when is the best time to move roses? Well, well, let's say it's not incorrect. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you can prune your roses in November, but but I'm leaving mine. In fact, I put up a picture the other day on Facebook on the Irish Gardener page of a, a little baby masquerade rose I have in my own garden. It's a real little sweetheart. It's only small, but it's lovely. And it's still flowering away, God bless it. And it's got a lovely uh, tracheliospermum growing on the fence behind it, which is giving a lovely mahogany red colour, red-brown colour at the moment. And the rose in front of it, it just looks gorgeous. Uh, so I certainly wouldn't dream of cutting him back at the moment and we're into December. So the answer to the question, yes, you can cut them back, but you, your window of opportunity, again, is up to the end of February. So I'm leaving mine. I trim them for tidiness here and there, but I, I really don't give them their proper pruning, if you like, until kind of the second half of February. So you've plenty of time. But then the second part of that question, as she said, is when it's the right time to move them, but here prune them. Move, move them. Yeah, well, move them, certainly. You, you're a bit early to move them. I would wait till January till it's really, really cold, properly cold. Lift them out of the ground then, cut them back very, very hard at the same time and replant them immediately. OK, this is looking for general advice on setting a grisselinia hedge. Right time and any advice about setting one? Well, the correct time for kind of planting everything it works that bang in the middle of it. It's planting season is really October to March because it, it, it means that you get the, the plants get into the ground before growth starts actively. So they have a chance to establish in the ground before before they start growing. Nowadays, of course, everything is grown in pots. So it's not as big a deal. You can plant 12 months of the year, but still the best time is to get them in before next spring. Uh, with Christinias and with most hedges, hedging is probably the only thing nowadays that's, that's still commonly grown, what we call bare root, which means it's not grown in a pot and you, you buy them in bundles of 20 or 30. Um, bare root plants can only be planted between now and the end of February. So you're at the right time for planting your hedge. Um, the only thing is with the cold spell coming over the next few days, I might wait till that has passed before I plant it. Uh, but then I wouldn't be too worried about frosts that we're going to get then after that. Um, so plant away. Um Make sure you use it. You don't, you don't need that much compost when you're planting. Just the most important thing is that when you are planting it, particularly if it's bare root, make sure you're really firming them into the ground. Don't forget to really stand in the soil around them so that to give them stability. Don't forget, if they, if they don't get 
good contact. If the root system doesn't get good contact with the soil now, they'll be forever loose, which is not what you want. So really stand them into the ground. And then after that, uh, give give them a feed in the spring with the Nature Safe. The Nature Safe uh, Atlantic Seaweed Liquid Feed is the one that I would use. It's a really good one to get growth started in the spring. And then it's uh, next year, it'll be water, water, water. It's not forever that you need to pay attention to watering, but very much in the first year of a new hedge, you would need to be, be paying attention to watering. Don't let it dry out. Um, could you ask Peter, please, a 12-foot fully mature tree don't know now the person doesn't know what kind of a tree except it has a plum coloured leaf it was replanted from one garden to another it bloomed the first year after we moved it but it hasn't bloomed there isn't a leaf or a bud in almost a year is it now dead well, if there isn't a leaf or a bud, then I would say most likely yes. And it kind of ties in with what I was saying about the hedge. In other words, if you moved it from one garden to another and it did uh, it did bloom and it did leaf up, it, it, it still needed, like that growth was in it, if you like, already. So it still needed to be watered for that first 12 months after the move to make sure that the roots, like the roots couldn't get their own water at all for 12, for 12 months until they get into that soil. You have to pay attention to watering it for the first 12 months and more if it was that mature. And unfortunately, if it dried out during that period and hasn't leafed up in a year, well, then I'd say, no, it's gone, I'm afraid. And Mike in Bantry. Hi, Peter. Do you have to cover a tree fern down by the sea in West Cork? I... The reason I'm hesitating is because the first part of that question, yes, I would say, yes, you do have to cover a tree fern over the way. You have to protect the centre of the, the plant. Uh, but then the second part, down by the sea in Bantry in West Cork, it, you know, the, it's hard to know. Like, it, just a kind of a, a light enough frost would be fine because you're down by the coast in West Cork. It should be fine. But if it gets very, very cold, like it has done over the last few years, it, it would need to be protected. I think I'd err on the side of caution on this one. And I think I would say yes. So the centre, the top of the trunk, which is base of the fronds, if you like, uh, is the bit that you need to protect. That's the heart of the plant. So put up all of this year's fronds so that they're facing the sky and then tie tie some twine around it to keep them. Keep them in. Stuff the centre then with a bit of straw or even newspaper just to keep the frost off that central part of the plant. And then wrap the whole lot uh, from the outside in some hessian or horticultural fleece and tie it to it. It'll look a bit funny, but it will protect the plant. Okay. All right. We'll leave it there. Have a good week, Peter. And you. Thanks, Thanks for that. Bye-bye. That is uh, Peter Dowd on the irishgardener.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.